Hey guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. And one podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends just talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And it's almost Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day. Yes. Let's talk about the real holiday, Valentine's (laughs) Day, for all the gals. So this week we're going to talk about, like, romance, romance Mm -hmm. books, rom-coms. You know, we love a good theme. But first, let's talk about our, uh, I can't talk. Let's talk about our suck and sweep. <laughs> What's your suck for the week? So much suck. It's like sometimes when you go to tell your suck, you're like, <sighs> like you're like, like you're going through it. You we'll are. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lay it on us. I'm just, I'm getting very bored and very stagnant, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, you are on the left. Days of your quarantine. Well, yeah, like complete quarantine, like not even going to the grocery store or anything. But still, even so, like we stay home because we do our part and it's just. So you just like overall, you're just like tired. Yeah. Sorry, that was my metal straw because I'm trying to do my part to save the planet. Um. But yeah, I feel that. Um, it's really frustrating watching other people go out and do stupid shit. Yes. And you're like, this is why a year later we are still at home. But good news, my grandma got the vaccine. Well, she got the first dose. Yay. So that's exciting. Um, like in another month, she'll get the second dose and... I mean, I don't know that anything's going to change because we still have to, like, be cautious. So yeah, don't know that I'll get to see her. I've seen her from, like, a distance. Like, we, I've stayed on the sidewalk and she's, like, in her driveway. But it's just hard because especially yeah, with elderly, true. you don't know. Yeah, you can't visit them. You and they it. need people. Yeah, they do need people. So I, I feel you're stuck this week. Um, What is my stuck? Mm. Yeah, I'm just getting like you. I'm just getting really tired of of uh, quarantine. Also, I'm tired of walking outside. Like, so I just went on a walk with the dog, and coming back and like my nose is dripping, and it's just gonna get worse. Yeah, back and forth weather. It's supposed to get cold again this week. I know, lazy. There's a chance for snow. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is what is life? Well, don't you remember, it was like, it had to be like, maybe nine or ten years ago, because Aiden was a baby, like a baby. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in February, like, just a massive snowstorm. Yeah, and we were snowed in for like, four or five days. Yeah, and that never happens here. And And it just came up on my time hop, so there's like pictures of Brady in the snow, like, up to his chest in snow. Yes. Like legit deep uh, snow, we never get that. No, and we haven't had that like that since then. <laughs> uh, we had a little bit of snow this year, but I mean, it stayed for like an hour. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's supposed to be really cold this week. It mm-hmm. always seems like it's February, like my birthday month. It's always like cold, and it's hard to make plans for my birthday because it's like, is it going to be cold? <laughs> 
It's a, yeah, it's always the last frost. That's why we uh-huh. wait until March to plant our outside garden. Okay. So you'll be getting ready to do that. What are you going to plant? Yes, everything. We've got little tomatoes already coming up inside that we planted about a month ago. Sweet. How's your succulents doing? I haven't transplanted them yet, but they're still, the three that I had alive are still alive. Okay. Lacey <laughs> texted me the other day and she was like, I can grow a tomato out of a dead frog's butt. She's like, but I cannot keep these succulents alive. No, I cannot. The desert plants escape uh, me. <laughs> Yours were like the ones that you had um, on the dining table when I came Those over. Those were fine. They're huge. Yeah, They're bigger those are than fine. mine. See, I, I don't understand that either. Some barrel cactus babies from I have like a big barrel and it's always having babies. So I gave some to Lacey and hers are huge. I cannot believe how much they were growing. That's crazy. That's what further confuses me too. Those are fine. <laughs> Those are fine. They're growing fine. Water them just the same. <laughs> I think it's the sunlight thing. I think in your room because the ones that are dying are in your room and I think they're just not getting enough light. Probably. I need to move them. So, yeah, do that and then see how they do. Um, what's your sweet for the week? So, my sweet is I've been in, like, a very organizational mood. Oh, that's good. So, I've, like, organized so many things already. I put to use the <laughs> the Christmas present you got me and cleaned out, like, two drawers already. Oh, nice. I got her a big, clear, like, acrylic makeup organizer. So that's good. Except I'm going to split it in two sections. So I have two sinks. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got like, the top two to three sections on my makeup side, and then I've taken the bottom and moved it to my other sink for, like, my makeup removers and my chopsticks oh, and, like, my face masks and stuff. Oh, my God. Speaking of makeup removers, I found – I'm probably late to this party – but I found this amazing little thing called a magic eraser towel. Have you heard of this? Yes, I've got one. Oh, why did you not tell me about this? I thought you knew. So I've been using <laughs> makeup wipes like a freaking idiot, you know. Oh, no, and apparently throw in the laundry. Yes, makeup wipes take like a hundred years to like break down or some shit. So this magic towel, I swear to God, it is freaking magic. It has like. One side of it's like shorter and then the other side's like longer. So you take the short, like you put warm water on it. You take the shorter side to take off your makeup. And with just water, it takes off your freaking mascara, your eyeliner, like everything you have on your face, it freaking takes it off. And then the long side you use to exfoliate with. And then like Lacey said, you just throw it in the washer. And mine says just wash like two to three times a week so like mine's I got the really long one so I just use like one side of it and then I keep like going down until I wash it I would recommend getting black though because I got a pink one yeah and no. it's like the makeup doesn't come like the stain yeah. doesn't come out of it yeah so mine's a light blue black. I know okay. the yeah you feel me on that but they're amazing they are. I was like okay it's probably not gonna get my mascara off no. it's freaking get your mascara no. off and, you know, like, even with a makeup wipe and, like, I, so I use Mary Kay eye makeup remover. And even with that, the first time you wash your face after you take off your makeup, you know, there's still mas- some mascara. So I always have to use, like, a darker towel to dry my face to get that <laughs> mascara off with. Mm-hmm. Not with a magic eraser, my friend. No. Everything. 
amazing. And that's not even my sweet for the week, but it sounds like it is. So my sweet for the week is, I'm going to sound like a huge nerd, but I was talking about the show WandaVision. Do you remember me talking about that? Yes. So it's on Disney Plus, and the first few episodes is really weird. People are like, what the hell is going on? But this past week, Lacey, oh my freaking God, something major happened. I was like hollering at the screen and shaking. Steve had to rewind it so we could watch the end again because it was huge what happened. <laughs> like, they freaking did that. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, why not? Tell me. Okay. So spoiler alert, everybody. Know, yeah, watch spoiler it. alert. Fast forward it. Okay. So I know you have you haven't watched any or not all of the Marvel movies, right? No, I haven't. I've only watched like a few. Okay. So everyone knows, like with with Infinity War and Endgame, you know everything. Like the last ten years was building up to that. Da da da. So WandaVision starts after they basically like won the Infinity War, and X Men has always been with Fox like Fox owned X-Men and Marvel owned the Avengers so there's never been like any crisscross but now Marvel owns Fox so now they own X-Men again mm-hmm. and did you see like Avengers Age of Ultron no okay well there's twins that in the comics are Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver but they are technically mutants so Fox, like, owned them, but Fox, this was before Marvel bought Fox. They worked out a deal that they said, hey, you can go ahead and use Scarlet Witch, but you can't call her Scarlet Witch. <laughs> they were like, hey, we need, because they're, like, some of the, like, big members of the Avengers, like, we need to use them. And Fox was like, okay, well, you can have Scarlet Witch, and we'll use Quicksilver. And they're like, okay, but you can't call her that. And they're like, cool. So they actually, like, had someone that was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, but, of course, they didn't call him that, and he dies. So that was kind of like, you know, they knew they couldn't use the character long term, so they decided to, like, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So in X-Men, the new ones that, like, came out, you know, like First Class, Apocalypse, they had a character called Quicksilver. And his character was, like, much better. The one in Age of Ultron was kind of stupid. Um, they're actually Magneto's kids, but in Marvel, oh. they, they don't say that because they don't own the rights to Magneto. So they gave them this, like, really stupid backstory where they're, like... Russian and it was really stupid um so in X-Men they got to actually say Quicksilver's Magneto's son and well on WandaVision she's living in this like alternate reality that she's creating because she's had so much grief because her lover was killed in the Infinity Wars but she like brought him back to life it's crazy you gotta watch it Lacey so at the very end of the episode, the doorbell rings, and she goes to answer the door, and fucking Quicksilver from X-Men, Evan Peters, is standing there as Quicksilver. <gasps> so it's like Marvel's now introducing the X-Men into the Marvel Universe. Ooh. Oh, my God, dude. I, like, you can see, did I not lose my shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they freaking did it. And apparently they're going to have someone even bigger because there's like four more episodes or something like that. And I think they're going to bring Ian McKellen as Mag, because, you know, he's Magneto in like the original X-Men with like Hugh Jackson and shit. I think they're going to bring in Ian McKellen. I think it's going to be fucking incredible. It could also be Xavier. 
They, I have heard, yes, I have heard that they talked to Patrick Stewart too to bring Professor X. So I hope no, like you gotta go. You got you should start at the beginning because Steve and I just restarted. Like there's an order you should watch the movies in, and we just started over. So you should watch them with us. I did too. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Okay, yeah, and it, they even have um, like if you go into the little Marvel folder, it has watch them in this order, and you start okay. at in America. Okay. Yes, you're gonna do it. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna take. It might take me a while, but I'm gonna it do it. It will take a while because we watched them all right before Infinity War came out, and it was right before our wedding. And it took us like what a month and a half, Steve, because Steve hadn't seen all of. He had like missed a few. So we watched them all from the beginning. And it and this is when they weren't on Disney Plus because there was no Disney Plus. Right. We had to pay for this shit on Amazon. And uh yeah, it took us like a month and a half. It's worth it though. You're gonna love it. Oh my gosh. And there's yeah. some I've seen before, so it should be easier to get through those. Yes. Yes. And there's like so the Hulk's not on Disney Plus and you don't even need to watch that one. I don't wanna watch the Hulk anyway. Yeah. It's totally different. Too many. Too many. Alright, back to books. People are like, yes. I just thought you liked about Marvel. Well, technically, so, comics are books. They, so, oh, you know, good one. But, good point, Lacey. See, this is why I keep bugging William to start a freaking comic book podcast. <laughs> because he has so, he is so much more knowledgeable than I am. And like, oh, it's such a cool podcast. Anyway, William, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. This week, we're talking about romance books but not like the smutty ones like the cute ones rom-coms well okay some smut it's some yeah there's some smut but not like the ones where it's no yeah so i have a few things i have in some things that some listeners sent in i have like my list um what i have a few okay you go first okay so this one is a little smutty. Well, okay, this one's smutty, but it's not like. I think they all kind of have a level of. Yeah, yeah. But this is a series. It's called Wallbanger by Alice Clayton. There's three books. I believe the third, though, is a secondary character. So, I like when they do that, like branch off. Well, sometimes. Sometimes I don't like it because I get attached to the main characters and then I don't want to see the <laughs> others. But there's some that I do wonder about. So, this one is this lady moves to a new apartment in San Francisco, and she's got a um, player neighbor. Mm. <laughs> the walls are very thin, so, you know, she hears him and his salute uh-huh. going at it all the time. So, like, one night, she's just frustrated, and she goes over there and, like, bangs on his door in her little nightie, of course. And, mm-hmm. like... He wants her. She doesn't want him at first. She thinks he's a tool, obviously, and then it just develops from there. Well, yeah, the fact that out, she doesn't want him is just going to make him pursue her even right. more. Well, and they find out that <laughs> their brother, her, her, no, her little no. two girlfriends and his little two boyfriends, like take them both to like the same party, and they end up like kind of mingling their friends together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they have to start facing each other anyhow. Because all yeah. their friends are dating each other. Right. But it's, it's, it. it's funny because, you know, she's always making comments about how his little slew of women and everything is always around. And it's just funny. Mm. 
That, yeah, that sounds like a good little rom-com. And it's a series. You said there's three books? There's three books, yes. Okay. And who? what is it called and what are, who are they by again? It's Us called Wallbanger by Alice Clayton. All right. I'm adding that to my list. How appropriate, Wallbanger. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else do you have? So this one is, I don't recall there being any... Like real steam, of course. There's a little. It's Yours Truly by Christy Greenwood. Sorry, Kirsty Greenwood. Okay. Um. So this chick, this easygoing lady, Natalie, will do anything for a quiet life. Um. And so she like always kind of tells teensy little white lies to avoid the confrontations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one night she's out at a local pub and this hypnotist mm. <laughs> hypnotizes her and he's really magical. And so anything that starts to come up in her head pops out of her mouth. Oh, I think I already have that problem. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> so you wouldn't need the hypnotist, right? I need the opposite of that. <laughs> so she's got to track down the hypnotist before her wedding is canceled. Oh, no. So, yeah. Wait, why is her wedding going to be canceled? Because she's engaged to this man that she doesn't really like, but is just kind of placating her, right? Mm. Like, she's just comfortable in their relationship. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> But, of course, there's another man that comes along. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, this sounds juicy. Like, how have I never heard of this? Without, though, there's so many books. So many books. So, so many. But this one takes place, if I'm not mistaken, in England as well. Because they have to go to this little uh, Yorkshire village called, I think it's Little Truly. That I love books that freaking take place in England. Like... Yeah. It just makes me feel like I'm at home and I'm just like, oh, even though it's a book and you like, I can hear them talking and I love books that take place in England. <laughs> what about, what about the countryside, the English countryside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the people are so nice and lovely and, man. okay, so I'm going to add that one to my list because that one sounds freaking good. Okay. What else do you have? And then the last one. Is called Mouth to Mouth by Erin McCarthy. Okay. Um, I'm not mistaken. I think it flip flops between two people. It might not. I might be wrong about that. But anyhow, there's this cop. That stakes out this coffee shop looking for a con man, and this woman shows up that was supposed to be the con man's date, and he stands her up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the cop thinks he might, she might be working with the con man, and so he like mm. starts getting close to her, and then kind of tells her that he's a cop and everything, and. So, since she's embarrassed, she tries to help the cop hunt down this con man. Yes, because hell have no fury. Right. <laughs> like, this bitch is going to put this dude up. Right. <laughs> that is so funny. 
So she helps the cop find him or whatever. Can't tell you, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> wow, you're just with the suspense today. Gotta read you're it. like, you gotta read it. So, like, which one is your favorite? Oh, uh, I don't know. I like them all. But I do like, I really do really like the Wallbanger series. Are those like ones you reread often or? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna check those out because those sound good. So. She references like baking zucchini breads and all kind of other little breads throughout the story and everything. The Wallbanger one? Mm hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we have um, a listener sent in their faves, and her name is Clarice, and she goes by she, her pronouns. So she gave me three, and I will just start. She kind of lists them out and then put, like, why she likes them. So the first one is Vicious by L.J. Sheen. I love this book because she takes a very unlikable male character and not only makes me love him, but also feel sorry for him. It's a dark bully to lover's romance. The girl character isn't pining over the mean guy either or waiting for him to love her. She lives her life the best she can under her unfortunate circumstances, not really caring about him. There's always that undercurrent of attraction she has for him, but not to the point where she willingly lets him run all over her. So I'm terrible at this, but that's why I like that book. Also, how many do you need? Because, oh, boo. (laughs) Um. So, first of all, Clarice, you're not terrible. That was a great, like, explanation of why you like that book. Um, the next one is actually one that Lacey loves. It's it's not a rom-com, but it's the Crossfire series. Oh, yeah. Specifically Bared to You, and that's by Sylvia Day. And it says, I have reread this series at least ten mm-hmm. times. It's my go-to when I'm out of town, and I just need something to read where I know how it ends. So I love this book because it's about two people who seem to have it all. Money looks power in his case, but really they are just very dysfunctional. There's so much going on in the series, rape, lying, killing, vigilante justice, hot, steamy, sweaty, dirty sex, and lots of it. (laughs) This book pulled me in from the beginning, but I think in chapter three, when he just walks right up to her and says, I want to fuck you, Eva, and I want to know if there's anything standing in my way. I remember thinking, girl, if you don't, I'm gonna. I mean, H-O-T. <laughs> I was sucked in because I had to know if she was going to give in to him. Not giving anything away, but Sylvia Day literally made my heart hurt when certain things were happening in this book. And no matter how many times I've read it and know what's going to happen, I still, I still feel that pain. I think that makes her a great writer. The series is dark and deals with a lot of painful things for a lot of people in this book. And she wraps it up at the end of the series. It's a little too rushed to me in the last book, but the first several books are just too good. It's like you can't stop reading them. Um, so do you agree with that? Yeah, I felt the same way. The last book was rushed, but yeah, I like, I feel the same way. Yeah. So I, <laughs> the first two. Um, I mean, I probably will read the re- I have them all. Like they were all on clearance at half price books. I went ahead and bought them all. I don't know. Like, like, she obviously really loves them, and you love them, too. Like, why do you, like, why do you love it, though? The same way. I mean, she explained it perfectly. See, I just feel like it's missing, like, something, and it just makes me, like, not really care about the characters. 
And I don't know what it is because like I love Fifty Shades of Grey. I know everyone hates that fucking book. I love that series. I mean, I've got them. I'll reread them. I like the storyline, but yeah. But I don't know what it is about the Crossfire series. I feel like maybe in the Crossfire series, there's not enough love and there's more lust. And in Fifty Shades, you really break down love and obsession with one another. And in, in Crossfire, it's just like, they just fuck. <laughs> but you know, there's also another series called Gabriel's Inferno. <clears throat> it's like, I think it's a trio, maybe a quartet now of, and it's like a smutty, really known romance. And I could not get into the second book and like no. everybody else loves them. And I'm just like, mm. Ooh, I've never even heard of it. What's it about? I mean, smutty rom-com. The huge. Well, not okay. comedy, but smutty romance. Smutty romance. So Clarice she's the had alpha. one. She's the, you know, rollover. I feel like there's a formula, and we're going to get more into, like, the smut books um, on our, our next episode. So I want to table this conversation because I have some things, like, specifically that I've written down that I want to talk about. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway, Clarice uh, has a last book that she sent in, Whiskey Chaser by Lucy Score and Claire Kingsley. And if y'all, like listeners know, I love Lucy Score. So, that was the camera talking. This is Clarice again. <laughs> this is a bootleg <laughs> series. The first book centers on Scarlett Bodine and Devlin. Oh, that's a different name. Devlin McAllister. This isn't just a romance because there's a subplot involving the disappearance of a young girl in the town of bootleg. I love the first book because the roles are reversed and it's the girl who initially chases the guy and is really just wanting to get down and dirty with him. She's not interested in a relationship, but rather just likes to have a good time. She's got four brothers. They all have their own books who she is really close with and who are super protective of her. The authors do a great job of making it feel like you're right there in that small town with them. This book has a little bit of everything. It will make you laugh as some characters dole out some bootleg justice. The mystery of what happened to Callie will intrigue you. And of course, I can't forget about those steamy sex scenes. There are six books in the series, and the final book is when you find out what happened to the missing girl, but the twists and turns in the other books keep you interested enough to get to that point. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, those are good books, Clarice. Thank you for emailing those. Um, Thank you. Good reasons why you like them. So if if you want to send in your books, even if they're rom-coms, even though we're talking about smut on our next talkie show, even if they're rom-coms, you can still go ahead and send them in yes. and we'll read them. We love I like the find book them. suggestions, yes. Yes. And I like to know why people like them. So, um, also... I'm going to our Instagram because someone else sent me. Um, this is at Fiction Dweller said that their favorite romance book is From Blood and Ash, which I have I keep seeing this book all over Instagram. Um, 
And I said, why do you like it? And they said, it's an amazing series and a great romance. I'm always afraid that hyped up books won't live up to it, but this one did for me. Let me look up what this book is about. It's like, it's got a very like pretty cover that you keep seeing on Instagram. Okay. It's a series. It is the Blood and Ash series. So this one just came out in 2020 by Jennifer Armentrout. So the first book. All right. You ready for the Goodreads synopsis? Yes. Okay. A maiden chosen from birth to usher in a new era. Poppy's life has never been her own. The life of the maiden in solitary. Never to be touched. Never to be looked upon. Never to be spoken to. Never to experience pleasure. Waiting for the day of her ascension, she would rather be with the guards fighting back the evil that took her family than preparing to be found worthy by the gods. But the choice has never been hers. A duty. The entire kingdom's future rests on Poppy's shoulders. Something she's not even quite sure she wants for herself. Because a maiden has a heart and a soul and logging. Longing, not logging. (laughs) Um, And when Hawk, a golden-eyed guard, honor-bound to ensure her ascension, enters her life, destiny and duty become tangled with desire and need. Of course there's some hot dude that comes in and just fuck shit up. I mean, that's like the name of the game. This, um, it doesn't sound like fantasy, but it sounds like, um... What's the word? Let me see if it has a like category. Not like paranormal or anything, but maybe like young adult-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. Like paranormal romance, like is that kind of its own or does it fit in anywhere? I mean, like what do, do you consider Twilight a paranormal romance? I mean, it's not smutty. It's not a rom-com. Yeah, yeah, I would, because I would also throw in the Sookie Stackhouse series under a paranormal romance. Yeah. Because that wasn't really smutty either. I mean, there was a couple of steamy scenes, but it wasn't, like, smut smut. Yeah, like, Charlene Harris doesn't, like, she doesn't mention, like, body parts or things like that. Usually, it's just kind of like, you can tell they're doing it. Yeah, and it's steamy. <laughs> but I would say like the bulk of the books are about like the paranormal stuff mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, I would classify it as its own. But anytime you go to the bookstore, like half price books always has Sookie Stackhouse in paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. like, huh. I think one one location had them in horror. Really? I, yeah. I think that's kind of suitable also. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're kind of mystery, too. They always have, like, a mist. Like, you know, she's trying to figure out who's doing who's doing whatever's going on in that book, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I don't think it was so much mystery like her others, like the Aurora Tea Garden series. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are definitely in the mystery section. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I talked to someone on Instagram the other day. I don't remember who it was. And, um... I think I mentioned, you know, the Sookie Stack House was one of my favorite series. And they were like, yeah, I just couldn't really get into them. And I was like, what? <gasps> 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 this is hard. 
one of my favorites. Like, how could you? I'm like, did you try? Did you read them? <laughs> I feel like there's so much to like. Like, it has everything you could possibly want. Yeah, it really does. It really does. But this also told me that they love the True Blood show. Um, I have to trust their judgment because I think that that yeah. show. It was trash at the end. It started off going well, and then it just took a hard turn left. Yeah, it's like after the third season, mm, they kind of have some elements of the fourth season. It's like they're not even following the story. They're just using the names of the characters at that point. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. So I'm going to go over my list. So, obviously, like, top of my brain right now, because I'm in the middle of reading them, is the Blue Moon series by Lucy Score, who Clarice also, that was her last book, was Lucy Score. Um, If you have not read any Lucy Score books, I highly recommend you start with Blue Moon. Her writing, it's like, she is so, she must be such a witty person, because, like, the way that she writes, the dialogue is like that of Gilmore Girls. It's just, like, very intelligent, going back and forth, like, very witty and funny. Like, you'll find yourself laughing out loud, and it has, like, all the romantic comedy elements. Um, but then it also has, you know, some smut in it as well. It's got, like, a little bit of everything. And the first three books um, are three brothers, so it, like, focuses on each brother. And then from the fourth book, it starts focusing on, like, other people in the town. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest, the fourth book was harder for me to get through because the brothers weren't in it as much. And like, I care about like what's happening to them. And I kind of felt like I missed them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I read that book, the mistletoe kit. It was a Christmas one and I loved it, but it's like, I didn't know what I was missing out on until I started at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, I should have started at the beginning. I mean, you really don't have to, they're fine as standalones, but I would read them in order just because then you, you know, like in the first one, maybe someone gets married, and then the second and third one, it like kind of catches up with what they're doing. So it may be kind of confusing if you start in the middle. So they're great. I highly recommend the Blue Moon series. Um, it makes me want to live in a little hippie town. <laughs> and I, I said that on Lucy Score's Instagram. And I was like, oh, can, we, can I just move to Blue Moon? And she was like, she responded to me. And she was like, I'm not against building our own. And I was like, yes, I'll be the town Do astrologist. Do it. <laughs> Lacey, you can be the town, like, plant lady. Well, I'm down. <laughs> and that's another thing. That's another element of the book is the town itself. Because it has all these quirky characters and the town, you know, it's kind of like a family. Everyone looks out for one another, and it's really cool. So going down my list, um, we can also talk about worst rom- romances we've ever read. Definitely Butterfly and Frost by Sylvia Day. Although <laughs> I was talking to my sister the other day, and um, I gave up really quickly in this book because, like, a lot of shit was happening, and I was like, what is going on? Like, this girl moves into this house, and this neighbor dude that she just meets out on a run is, like, a complete asshole to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, this is the first time she's meeting him. Why is he such an asshole? Da-da-da. 
Well, come to find out, she's, like, been in an accident and had amnesia, and that dude is her husband. Oh. But she doesn't remember that he's her husband, and he's trying to, like, re-enter her life. And I'm like, well, damn, that actually sounds really good. But I gave up on this book so fast. It was just not good. And my sister even agreed with me. She was like, yeah, I didn't really feel like normal Sylvia Day stuff. Um, So I don't know what happened there, but yeah, it was um next book that was really good I don't know if it's solely a romance because it's probably also like contemporary fiction but it's called The Art of Inheriting Secrets by Barbara O'Neill and this woman like lives in San Francisco and her mother dies and while she's cleaning out her mother's stuff she finds out her mom is like um I think she's a countess in England. And so she's inherited that title and the estate. It's like this huge house. And her mom like never talks about this stuff. So she's like, what? So she like goes to England to like settle all this. And then, you know, of course meets this handsome man. And it kind of goes from there. It's really, really good. Um, I like Barbara O'Neill. She had another book that I really liked. But that one's good. Um, rom-coms. I mean, the accidental billionaires. But this one is like a rom-com mixed with smut. It's very heavy on the smut. But it still has, like, you know, stuff in there to make you laugh. I will say the writing, I mean, this author's probably not a Pulitzer Prize-winning author. Um, So, yeah, that may bother some, but I I was fine with it. It's a really good series, and each one, I've talked about it before, each one focuses on a different sibling. So you get everyone's, you know, story. I think that my favorite one of that series is the the fifth one, the last one. Why? Um, because I feel like in... It just kind of wraps up things. I feel like in these types of books, everyone's timeline is just so fucking warped. Like, they mm. meet. And then they, like, bone. And then, like, a week later, they're in love. And then, like, two weeks later, they're engaged. I feel like every romance book is kind of like that, like, smut book. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one, the people already knew each other. Like, they were childhood friends. And he, Owen, is, like, coming back from medical school. So, like, they already, it just felt, like, more natural. They already know each other. And they actually date in this book. It's not like they just start fucking and declare their love for one another. They, like, actually take the time to date and, like, see if they're going to work out. So maybe that's why I liked it more. Another little bit of a difference. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think you would like this series. And it's on Kindle Unlimited. And on the Kindle Unlimited is the audiobooks. And I listen to all the audiobooks. So. Um, 12 Days of Christmas, that's a cute, cute little rom-com, of course, in a holidays by Christina Lauren. We loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm going through my list here. I feel a sneeze coming on. You had me at Ola as a cute rom-com. That was one of our picks. It was a good one. Um... Oh, definitely. I've talked about this book a lot. One to Watch by Kate Stamen London, where the first plus-size woman becomes the bachelorette. 
Mm-hmm. So funny. So entertaining. Love that book so much. Um, of course, Lacey, I can't believe you didn't talk about the Magical Bakery series by Bailey Gates. I know. I, I know. I have got I mean, to get back on it. I've only read, I stopped at four and then I just started reading other I think, stuff. I think that's why I didn't is because I've got to finish reading them too. And I don't really consider them rom-coms more paranormal really? romance. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're probably right. But I feel like the tone in the Magical Bakery series is so much lighter. It is. It definitely Than is. like Sookie Stackhouse. Mm-hmm. It's like. A little detective series mixed with a lighthearted paranormal and then some romance in there. I think that's a good description. I think it is, too. <laughs> um, I'm still looking. You know, I'm starting to see that I don't maybe read as many rom-coms as I do. Oh, eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like, wow. Oh, oh, the um, All the Boys I've Loved Before series is fantastic I've watched one of the movies okay well the third one's about to come out I think Friday watch the second one then yeah and then we could watch the third one when we film for Valentine's Day that's a good idea okay watch the second one this week um the second one's well a new character comes into the second one that I really like and the person that they cast for the movie, oh my god, he will you will just fall in love with him. He is so freaking adorable. And I love the series as a whole. There's a lot of changes they make from the books to the movies, but it's like I understand why they did it and it didn't like it doesn't bother me at all. Because you know, sometimes they do that and you're like, why do they do this? Like it's fine. Um apparently I gave the first book five stars. And the third three stars. So. Five stars is never heard of. <laughs> I, I, and apparently I read it in one day, according to this. <laughs> uh, looking at the t- at the date that I read it, I was unemployed. So that could also be why. <laughs> <laughs> so I was during my unemployment stage. Uh, okay, so going through my list. Looking for rom-coms. Wow, I read a lot of mysteries. <laughs> like a lot. I don't know. These Colleen Hoover ones, the, have you read the Slam series? No. I don't know that these are rom-coms. These feel more like... Like, what do you call it if it's not like... Like, it's romance, but it's not like smutty, and it's not like funny. Just normal romance. Okay. Like, is that the kind of stuff my grandma reads? Or does she read, like, the smutty stuff? No, my grandma used to read just straight romance. Like, no smut. Oh, really? Like, the ones that you get at, like, the grocery store or whatever? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's pretty much it from... Oh, well, there's another one, but it's going to be in this article, so... I found this article on... HopSugar.com 15 fluffy romance novels that will make your heart feel so full. Number one, this is actually on my February read list, so I hope to be reading it soon. It's called Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore. And it's a series, and the series is called A League League of Extraordinary Women. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, that right there got me because we've talked about how much we loved the League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. <laughs> Um, but this one is set in Victorian England. Bringing down the Duke is a historical romp that will make you giggle and swoon in equal measure. Annabel Archer is one of the first women admitted to Oxford, but in exchange for her scholarship, she must support the suffragette, suffragette, they used a different word here, movement. Sebastian Devereux is a powerful Duke who could influence the Queen, making him quite useful to Annabel, even though he wants nothing more than to squash the movement as quickly as possible. Mmm, that's all good. That does sound good. And it has a Duke, much like Bridgerton. Speaking of Bridgerton, have you watched it? I literally just stopped at on their wedding when I picked up our Skype call. Okay, so what do you think so far? I'm so glad I waited to watch the show until after I read the book. Why? Because... Like, there's there's all the additional characters in the show, and there's, mm-hmm. like, way more added drama in the show with those additional characters, because they have to. It's a show. Mm-hmm. It can't be flat. And It'd be I boring think, if it was just right. them, like, the book. Right. I think if I had to watch the show first, I would have expected more mm-hmm. of that in the book. Um, but I do kind of miss out on seeing Simon's feelings and emotions behind the mask that I got in the book. I completely agree with that. I feel like the show did not do a good job of explaining his feelings for her and how he's feeling. He feels very cool to me. Right. But you can't see that really that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, I mean, just watching the show... You're not it's losing okay. anything, but no. as someone who's done both, I feel like it's missing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you like it. Who's your favorite character? You know, I don't know because I don't really have an attachment, a strong attachment to any singular one of them. So I feel like she was so stupid for not marrying that prince. I kind of do too, but (laughs) I mean, by that point, she was just already in love with Simon. I don't care. If I have a chance to be a princess, bitch, I am taking it. Um, Like the second time he meets her, he brings her a diamond necklace. I know. And he didn't even ask for it back. <laughs> like, are you kidding me, honey? That is the man to be with. You're not going to get any better. That is the catch of the season. Like, I know. Ladies, you should always marry someone that loves you more than you love them. <laughs> Why are you laughing? He's making a face, isn't he? No, he's playing. He's not even listening. He's playing a game with the pet. <laughs> he's playing that Hades game. <laughs> Are you playing that Hades game? Did you hear what I said? No, he didn't hear me. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that. I I think Steve and I love each other in cool amount. He's giving me a horrible look. <laughs> um. Also. Like, all the characters I told you, you know, that weren't in the book, that are in the show. Like, the queen is one of the best characters. Yeah. She, Eloise, is amazing. 
that well, part where she comes in and she's like, how does one get pregnant if they're not married? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Her mother's like, oh, Louise. I'm like, someone needs to tell this girl. So you're at the wedding. Okay. So you, okay. You're going to find out who Lady Whistledown is. And the moment you find out, I need to know what you think about, about it. Like, who do you think it is right now? I don't know. I don't know. Because I thought it was Eloise at first. But she's just, she's trying to investigate too hard. So I'm not so sure. But it still could just be throwing people off. I don't know. I don't know yet. Has the queen already asked some asked someone in the show to investigate? I can't remember. It might be after the wedding. Can't remember. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. So back to this pop sugar list. Number two, I've never heard of this book, The Bromance Book Club by Lissa K. Adams. Baseball star Gavin Scott's romance is on the rocks. Due to his inability to properly express his feelings, Gavin's wife has asked for a divorce. But with a little help from a secret romance book club run by some of Nashville's most famous men, he might just be able to save his marriage and learn a thing or two about romance in the process. This sounds funny. It does sound funny. He joins this romance book club. A bunch of guys. That sounds really cute. Um, this next book I've also seen a lot on Instagram. It's called Get Alive, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbett. Uh, Chloe Brown is a body-positive, chronically ill heroine who is on a mission to step outside of her comfort zone. Her plan involves enlisting the help of sexy handyman Redford Red Morgan to teach her how to be bad. But she soon learns that Red is way more complex than she gave him credit for. Um, I feel like any time a dude has a nickname, he's probably a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. You don't just get nicknames. <laughs> Um, next on the list, The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory. Uh, I've actually read this. And it was, it was good. It wasn't spectacular. Okay, let me read the synopsis. The proposal begins with the ultimate cringeworthy moment. An unwanted baseball stadium proposal. Nicole Patterson turns down her boyfriend's proposal despite all of the baseball fans hoping she'll say yes. And is promptly whisked away by a good Samaritan doctor named Carlos Ibarra. Soon she and Carlos embark on a rebound relationship that might just be a little something more. And no joke. The dude freaking proposes to her like at a Giants game on the Jumbotron. Ooh. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, that is actually a series. Like, the character, but it's, like, where, you know, they focus on, like, a different friend. So, I have another one of that series. I haven't read it yet, though. Um, next on the list is Queens of Geek by Jen Wilde. I haven't heard of that one. This one, number seven. I've seen a lot, and I'm ashamed to say I've had it on my Kindle for a really long time, and I haven't read it. I need to change that. It is called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And... It says, by now you've likely heard the hype surrounding red, white, and royal blue, and it's all true. The charming story of America's first son falling for the Prince of Wales is hot, funny, and an absolute pleasure to read. So it is LGBTQ. 
which is amazing. I mean, we mm-hmm. need more stories like that. More. Yep. And it's also like the Prince of Wales. Hello, you know I love the royal family, and he's dating the uh, the president's son. Oh, I know. Does that not sound like juicy? It does sound juicy. I can't believe I've had it this long and haven't read it. I'm going to have to read it soon. Like, it sounds so good. Next on the list is Roomies by Christina Lauren. And that's also who wrote In a Holidays. And I do want to read more Christina Lauren books. You said yes. Which ones have you read? Um, The Beautiful Bastard. Some of the Beautiful Bastard series. Um, Next on the list, there's something about Sweetie by Santaya Menon. I have not heard of that one. Number 10, Surprise Me by Sophia, excuse me, Sophie Kinsella. I've actually read this book. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the author that wrote the Confessions of a Shopaholic series. But this one's actually about a married couple. It says, it's the story of a married couple looking to bring spontaneity back into their lives by surprising each other. Of course, these surprises often go hilariously awry, making this read both funny and heartwarming. Like, I remember, I think they have kids, you know, so the romance is kind of, like, stalled out. So I think they're trying to, like, find ways to, like, you know, bring the heat back. Mm-hmm. Um, number 11, Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. Number 12, I almost bought this book the other day at the bookstore. It's called Waiting for Tom Hanks by Carrie Winfrey. What? So rom-com obsessed Annie is waiting for her romantic comedy love story. When a movie begins filming near her home, she thinks her moment has finally come, but the movie star is less Tom Hanks and more of a self-absorbed prankster. Still, he proves himself to be hard to resist. I think, like, on if you read on the back of the book, it's called that because she's, like, obsessed with Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. which is one of my freaking favorite romantic comedies ever. So I think when this movie's filming, that's why she's like, oh, my God, this is it. But he's not Tom Hanks. No one is. Number 13, Well Met by Jen DeLuca. I've seen this one a lot on Instagram. Haven't read it, though. Um, 14, The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. This one has a really funny-looking cover. It's like the bride and groom on the cake, but she's, like, pushing off another dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cute cover. Um... And then 15, Would Like to Meet by Rachel Winters. Evie Summers' job depends on making cynical screenwriter Ezra Chester write a rom-com, but he's refusing to pen a movie full of meet-cutes and kisses in the rain unless Evie proves to him that these cinematic scenarios can happen in real life, which means it's up to her to prove that a Hollywood romance can actually happen by using herself as a rom-com guinea pig. Listen, Ezra's on the right path because that shit does not happen in real life. No. <laughs> I can't tell you, like, how many times when I was single, I used to go to the dog park, like, thinking, oh, like, the leashes will get caught up and wrap us up together and we'll no. fall in love. No. That shit does not happen in real life. <laughs> I went to the dog park a lot when I was single. I went to the bookstore thinking someone would be like, oh, hey, I read that last week. Like, it's amazing. You want to go get some coffee? No. It's dead. The leash wraps around your legs and you fall flat on your face. Yes. Romance is dead. Um, That shit does not happen. People, social media has ruined dating. But I found a very romantic man. 
We actually did meet because of his dog. Fun fact, we were not twisted up in the leash, but we did meet because of Rusty. Fun fact. He's smiling over there. <laughs> Russell brings everybody together. He does. Oh my gosh. He um when I was pulling out my laptop, I have this like he got a toy. It was like a gingerbread man, but it has like really long arms and legs. And within like twenty minutes of him getting it, he like rips the legs off of it. <laughs> so I had stuffed it on the bookshelf behind some books because we were gonna get his grandma to sew it up for him. So when I was pulling out my laptop, one of the legs fell out, and he just, like, dove for it and took off with it. So he's just, like, running around looking like Pennywise with a leg hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and he's, like, whipping it around, and I'm like, Rusty, you are a hot mess. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Well, that's all that I have for rom-coms. If you have some that we didn't mention, you should definitely send those in. Yes. Two bookworms one podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at two bookworms one podcast. Next week, we're reading Lacey's book. Yes. What's Touch it called? Of, Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair. Yep. And it's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you're a Kindle reader, you can download that baby for free. I can't believe you don't have a Kindle, Lacey. No. I like to touch my books and to hold them. I do too, but sometimes it's just like so convenient, you know? It is more convenient. It is. Because. I usually try to go with whatever's cheaper. Like if it's cheaper on Kindle, I'll read it on there. But if like the book's cheaper, I'll just buy the book. Yeah. Well, and I also like the ability to. I know I don't get all my money back, but I like the ability to sell my book if I don't like it. And I can't do that if it's electronic. That's fair. I understand that. I don't know. I'm going to convert you to a Kindle reader. I'm going to do it. I just got a new Kindle, and it has a light in it. Because, like, I, I'm still rolling with, like, one of the OG Kindles. And it's still fine. Like, um, it just doesn't hold a charge as long anymore. Knock on wood. But that thing, I've had it for, like, 11 years. I can't believe it's lasted this long. So this new one has, like, a built-in light. Oh, my God, it's changed my life. Like, so I can't nice. believe I've in this. But, yeah. So go ahead, grab your copy of A Touch of Darkness. Mm -hmm. I've got it on my Kindle. <laughs> and we're going to read that in a week. Send us your questions, thoughts, comments, reviews, concerns. Suggestions. We can read them. And then the week after that is when we're going to be talking about the smutty stuff. So you can send us your list for that as well. Bring it on. Yeah, i got some things to talk about on that. <laughs> but, yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. <sighs>